Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, May 11. It's Greg and Steph. We've got Tommy B. on the board today. Welcome to Direct Line. This is like a first, right? Uh, for me, yes. I, yeah, I believe although so, yeah. I think early in Direct Line, uh, we were jumping in the D102 yeah, studio for just a couple minutes mm-hmm. after, I think, so I think we've been yeah, on the air together. We, we have, yeah. But it's have. been a while. It has. Yeah. So And it looks like you got everything going. The mics are on. I'm it's nervous. being recorded. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Oh, Don't be nervous. I'm nervous because I'm, I'm the one that has to tell all the guys how to run this board. And, and, then, and, now, and now you're trying to make going, sure you know how, how to do, do it. <laughs> well, I have confidence yeah, that you're going to do great. I'm usually on the other side of the hall in the next room. So. Well, thanks for helping us out, man. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in today. Hey, Steph, uh, I want to start today with something that... I've wrestled with whether this is direct line worthy or not. Okay. Okay. And I've wrestled for a couple of weeks with it, but I, I'm, I'm calling this topic, this segment, the power of the apology. Okay. So I want you to think, have, have you ever been in a situation, maybe even recently, where you said something, you did something, you were a part of something, and you just, after thinking about it, after processing everything, you just thought to yourself, man, I need to apologize. Well, sure. Okay. Yeah, you have Do you want to talk about it or not really? <laughs> not really. I'll give but... an example. Okay, okay. For me. So um, I was very frustrated a couple weeks ago okay. with circumstances that had nothing to do with my wife, nothing to do with anything in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being short, mm-hmm. you know, being whiny, cranky, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and taking it out on her. Right. And I felt really convicted that. You know, she didn't do anything wrong. You're frustrated about things that has nothing to do with her, and you're taking it out on Mm -hmm. her. And I could have taken the approach, well, you know, time heals. Mm -hmm. But instead, I sat down and I said, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And, of course, my wife's awesome, and she was willing to do that. Yes. Have you had instances like that? Well, sure, but since I've lived alone for 10 years, I pretty much don't offend myself. Maybe the cat? I don't Kitty? care about the cat. Okay, all right. I, I, but yes, I think when you're in close relationships and you live with people, obviously, I think that happens right. probably right. a right. lot. But I'm not in that situation. But yeah, I mean, in work relationships, of course, when you say something, it's out of line, yeah. inappropriate, wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you apologize. Well, I bring this up because okay. I'm just sitting back and just observing, mm-hmm. just watching what's unfolding in the world around okay. us. And I'm amazed that there are large corporations or significant people of power Mm -hmm. that, for whatever reason, have not said, I think it's time to apologize. So you want to give us an example? Let me give you a couple of examples, okay? okay? So the most popular uh, evening television person on cable news for the last several years is Tucker Carlson. Right. And I can't remember. Did you watch that? Not Not really. really. I'm not not really much of a consumer necessarily. Um, I I would say he's controversial, Mm -hmm. but the the numbers don't lie. I mean, over 3 million people were tuning in every evening to watch him. Well, Fox News made the decision a couple weeks ago to part company with him. They took him off the air on a Monday, didn't even have a farewell show. Mm -hmm. You can agree with that. You can disagree. 
disagree with that. You can like it. You can hate it. Well, their ratings have just been catastrophic. Oh, yeah. I mean, from over 3 million to barely over 1 million. And again, Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot about the industry necessarily, but I would assume that's a catastrophic decision that's taken place. Um, No real movement along those lines. No real message along those lines. Now, to be fair, he's not been fired. Uh, technically, he's still being paid, and it's a pretty good payday. It's mm-hmm. a fifteen to twenty million dollar a year payday. Mm-hmm. But if you're that corporation, do do you not at least come out and try to say something to bring your viewers back? Let me give you another example. Okay, um, and I I need to be in full disclosure. I'm not a Bud Light guy. I'm not someone that that Are you is a beer kind in, of guy. Yeah, at not all? not at all. <laughs> but Bud right. Light made the decision right. uh, probably been a month ago that they were going to honor Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Dylan Mulvaney is a biological male right. that um, you know says that he identifies. Right. I think as a teenage girl, primarily has really become a. Uh, consumer magnet in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, mm-hmm. doing commercials for like Oil of Olay and Tampax and no, no comment on that necessarily. <laughs> but they decided they wanted to honor his 365 days living as a woman by doing a commemorative beer can, mm-hmm. a Bud Light commemorative beer can. And that's not went over well with the Bud Light consumers <laughs> right? to the point that the brand itself has lost $5 billion in value mm-hmm. and the distributor they're the ones that are really being hurt by mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just they're, they're bleeding. I mean, mm-hmm. they re- financially, it's just mm-hmm. really been catastrophic. Now, Anheuser-Busch has come out and they've tried to explain, you know, we weren't actually doing a advertising agreement with Dylan. and But they've not said we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one final example. There was someone out west running for governor mm-hmm. in the state of Arizona. Her name is Carrie Lake. And mm-hmm. she was projected to do very well in the election. And during one of her campaign speeches, she made the comment, if you're a fan of the late John McCain, don't vote for me. Well, John McCain, a longtime senator from Arizona, died of cancer a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You can like him. You can hate him. But very popular in the state of Arizona. And so um, I'm guessing that wasn't in her script. I'm guessing her speechwriter didn't say (laughs) alienate all the people that like John McCain. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying, you know, I I made a mistake, I was off the cuff, I I didn't really mean it, uh, she doubled down Mm -hmm. and she ended up losing a very winnable election. Mm -hmm. And so my question for you is, why do more people not lean into the power of the apology? What say you? Well, I th- I think they made these decisions, and I think part of me is glad that you don't see it. I mean, if that's what you really if feel, that's what they really believe. If that's okay. what you really believe and what you really feel. Then why would you say I'm going to apologize? You're not really sorry. Now I don't know about this whole Bud Light thing. It sounds like somebody went rogue and did this without bosses knowing or whatever. But that's so. Isn't that's that a, a classic case a of saying this was not? From the higher ups, this was from a marketing person, and well, we are sorry. Well, they did say that part. I don't think. Well, I don't think they said, think we, they are said we are sorry. No, I right. Do, I don't think right. they are sorry. Right. Okay. So okay. why say it if you're not sorry? Okay. I don't know. Huh? That's yeah. I, I, I don't know. 
Well, I'm just amazed. I, I sit back and I'm just think, amazed. And you really think saying I'm sorry is going to bring all those people that drank that beer back? I, again, you think I, it will? I, I, I can't speak to the mind of the American beer drinker. Right. Okay. I do think that in a lot of instances, when you humbly say I've made a mistake and I am sorry or we, we weren't thinking this through mm-hmm. and we are sorry. But then they're Please gonna, forgive us. I think they're afraid to alienate themselves from the woke. But, but they already the, have the woke people. They then, already have so. because they're upset that they're saying anything. They right. they want them to lean into right. it more. So um, I just I, I think that that's there's a lesson in that for people of faith. Okay, okay. you may What's say, that? how can a beer company and a cable news company mm-hmm. and a political candidate teach the church anything? I think the common denominator, in my humble opinion, is pride. Mm-hmm. I think you see corporations, you, you see politicians that are too prideful to say we made a mistake, mm-hmm. we are sorry, mm-hmm. please forgive us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that, that plays <laughs> out in the local church. I think that plays out with How? Christians at times. Well, I think at times we can draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. when it's not appropriate to do so. Let mm-hmm. me give you an example. I have a friend that ministered in a small town south of Champaign. Good church. I mean, small town, church of probably 350 people in a mm-hmm. town of, you know, five, 6,000. That's pretty impressive. And they made the decision kind of as a leadership, we're going to go away from traditional worship and we're going to go to all contemporary. They'd had two services. Mm-hmm. They were going to keep the two services, but instead of having one traditional mm-hmm. and one contemporary, they said, we're, we want to go a different direction, but we're going to continue to have traditional worship present some of the time. So okay. they said, well, we want to try to be all things to all people. Yeah, well, yeah. first week <laughs> after it, um, they had four songs, two were more traditional, mm-hmm. two were more contemporary. Mm-hmm. The second week, Three were contemporary. One was traditional. Mm -hmm. The third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth week, all of them were contemporary. Mm -hmm. And I'm not condoning this behavior. I don't think this is the right thing to do. But on the sixth Sunday, at the end of the fourth contemporary kind of rock and roll Jesus Mm -hmm. worship song, Mm -hmm. 50 people got up and walked out. I don't like that. I'm not happy with that. But the church leadership said, this is a much bigger issue than we realized. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of leaned in and they said, how can we, because we are the body of Christ, mm-hmm. we are church, how can we try to work this through? And mm-hmm. um, did they come up with a perfect scenario? Not necessarily, but I think they said, we didn't do our due diligence leaning into this. Mm-hmm. And they apologized that they were not more um, all-encompassing in terms of here's where we're going to go. Um, so I think they swallowed their pride mm-hmm. in some situations and I said, we didn't think this through. I think that's good. And so you don't seem to have much to say about this. This doesn't <laughs> seem to be striking a chord with you necessarily. When you're wrong, yeah, I think you should apologize. And, and I, but I think, I mean... I think even at our church, sometimes things happen and I don't think things are thought out and yeah. we just keep plowing ahead. And I think that's what happens when you make a decision. Some of these companies or whatever, we're just going to keep plowing ahead. Right. Right. We're just going to keep plowing. ahead. And so I, I think your example of that little church is a good example to, to really say, 
are we really doing what we said we were going to do? Have we really thought this through? Have we thought this through? Yeah. yeah. And has has have something changed since we did think it through? Right. And to be right. able to go back and and reconsider. Right. So, I, no, I, I just I, think it speaks to the whole idea of humble yourself mm-hmm. before the Lord. Okay. And again, I mm-hmm. want to be really clear. Mm-hmm. I, I think when people get up in the middle of worship yeah, service not, and walk out, I, I'm not, not honoring that whatsoever. No. But I think the leaders realize we mm-hmm. have a much bigger problem than we realize. Right. And I think their motives were a hundred percent pure. Mm-hmm. I think they're saying we want to reach the next generation. Mm-hmm. We want to do whatever we can to be appealing to people that are that are not maybe mm-hmm. living within the grace mm-hmm. of God per se. And so did it did it was that the right did they, did those people come back? Did they restore I, I think the they relationship did. I think, and they said, I think Okay, that, let's we rethink this and work on this? Well, well here you know this. Worship always creates yeah. tension. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't want to paint a happily ever and after scenario, right, right, right. but I think what happened is a lot of intentional conversations took place Good. and a lot of people were, were able to express their frustration mm-hmm. and why there was frustration. Mm-hmm. And they were really living out what I would call Christian community. And I just, I, I think in mm-hmm. this day and age, I would say lean in to the power of the apology. When you're right. wrong, apologize. Right. And, right. and maybe even if you don't feel like you need to apologize, lean into a conversation. Can mm-hmm. we talk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can, can, can we communicate? Mm-hmm. Can we go through this? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Well, maybe Anheuser-Busch will contact you. and I'm pretty sure they won't. No. But um, I just, I find it fascinating. <laughs> it I really do. So, well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I've got some really sad news mm-hmm. to share. It's mm-hmm. just, You know, I don't know how many people on direct line know, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on the board Mm -hmm. of a mission in Northeast India, Mm -hmm. and uh, they are just dealing with catastrophic crisis as we speak. It's Thursday, May 11. You're listening to Direct Line. Greg and Steph will be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement, too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member S. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. 
with a name like Hall of Fame. It's gonna be great. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, May 11. It's Greg and Steph, and we're going to have a great last half of mm-hmm. the show because Pastor Ryan Harris yeah. is going to join us, and very much looking forward to that. But we could not do Direct Line without some awesome sponsors. Stephanie, who are we saying thank you to? Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. So, Stephanie, I'm on the board of the Kooky Christian Church Mission, and I want to spell that out, because yeah. every time I say yeah. that, people are saying, Kooky? <laughs> it's K-U-K-I. It and is a tribal a tribe? people. Okay. In Northeast India, you're almost to Burma, Myanmar. Okay. Um, I've been there twice. Okay. It is an amazing ministry. Now, when you think India, you think primarily Hindu, very right. few Christians. Right. But in Manipur State, where I go, 40% Christian, okay. 40% Hindu, about 15% Muslim. Right. The the Christians in Manipur state have just really transformed that that world, that context, that mm. state in mm. so many ways. There's over 500 kooky Christian churches in various villages and cities. Um, one of my favorite places to go. Mm-hmm. They are in an absolute state of chaos. There has been a civil war kind of emerging, and the Kuki tribe has been under terrible, terrible attack. Now, I'm going to link an article from Christian Standard when the show is over Mm -hmm. that shares a little bit about it, but one of the things that's happened is Dr. T. Lund Kim came to America to go to Fuller Theological Seminary to get his degree in the 1970s, and he met a couple professors from Lincoln Christian at the time college, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Max Ward Randall, Cyril Simpkins, and and they started this mission in 1980. They have a Bible college, they have a seminary, they have a nursing school, they have a hospital. Hmm. They've planted, you know, hundreds of churches. Mm-hmm. Well, radicals mm-hmm. came to Imphal, the, the leading city in Manipur State. They burnt the library. Mm-hmm. They destroyed the, the dorm where the students say. The mm-hmm. students were, um, in essence, forced to flee in the middle of the night. They're staying at an army base and army barracks. It is absolutely catastrophic. Over 50 churches have been burned to the ground and they're saying they don't know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. And India is a very challenging situation if you're not a Hindu. Their prime minister, Prime Minister Modi, has said that from his perspective, if you're Indian, you are Hindu. Mm. And if you're not, that's a problem. And even though they are technically a secular nation, Mm -hmm. very difficult place to be. We had someone with us Mm -hmm. last fall from mainland India, talked about severe persecution of the Christians. So I'm throwing this out primarily just to make it known to the direct line audience and to ask people, will you you pray for the Christians mm-hmm. in Northeast India. Mm-hmm. These are some of the most passionate Christ followers I've ever been with. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'd go today. You can't even get there. You know, mm-hmm. they've, sh- they've mm-hmm. suspended all flights. They've declared martial law. Wow. Um, it's awful. Wow. It's absolutely awful. So um, we just don't even. Sometimes we well, don't even think about what's happening. We talk in about parts some of, of our world. frustrations. Man, they pale in comparison. Absolutely. They really do. A wow. couple things I want to talk about. Um, Related to Second Church, 
We had a really cool weekend with Gary Johnson from E2 Elders. We had over 160 gather on Saturday. We were there all morning Mm -hmm. for a seminar on heaven. What were your takeaways? Your mom came and joined you. What were your takeaways from Dr. Johnson? Well, first of all, that you have that many people on a spring Saturday when the weather was was beautiful day. You could be out working in your yard. Um, It just made me really happy to see so many people that were, you know, interested in learning about the Bible and what the Bible has to say about heaven. Um, Just. It just it was a, it was a good way to think about. He he really dug into some scriptures that you've heard all your right, life, right. and just really challenged your thinking on some of them. Um, but so encouraging. He made me so laugh because as he's going through the book of Revelation, he kept saying, "This is so simple. Yeah, this is so simple." <laughs> but I'll say this. You listen to it, you can understand the case that he's making in a lot did of ways. Did you get the thumb drive that had all the I sermons on I did not. We wanted to get it. They were sold out. Okay, yeah, so, so we're going to get it, definitely. Yeah. 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 Very, very excited about Dr. Johnson. Then he preached on Sunday. Right. We had combined services. Right. It was a great day. Ten baptisms. Yeah. We don't have that regularly, right. you know. And probably the coolest part of it is Gene Fowler, one yeah. of my friends and mm-hmm. a local businessman, um, oversaw five baptisms himself, then his son baptized to seven yeah. from that extended yeah. Fowler family were baptized that, that was day. awesome. It was a great day. Yeah. Now, this Sunday and next Sunday, one of my mentors in life, Dr. Tom Ewald, is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Tracy and Lori Thomas lead a class at 920 a.m. called Level Up, mm-hmm. and they've asked Dr. Ewald to come in. He wrote a book several years ago called Judas hmm. and the Criminal Mind. And, you know, we studied Judas right. through the end of the Gospel of Mark and the beginning of the Book of Acts, the series that we're in right now. Dr. Ewald makes the case that Judas was a sociopath. Path. Hmm. And one of the things he wrestles with is, was this God's plan? Did, did God ordain him to be this evil, anti-Christian you know, Christian force, or did Judas have free will? Could Judas have chosen otherwise? And I think that's a, speculate, hmm. a, a great mm-hmm. uh, conversation to mm-hmm. speculate mm-hmm. about. I know he'll dig into it, but um, if you want to know more about Judas Iscariot and kind of the criminal mind, 920 a.m. in the Level Up class this Sunday, May 14, next Sunday, May 21. Um, and then just real quickly talk about the prison on Sunday. You and Daryl and me and Terry and Molly were at the prison for chapel. My first time to get to go What would you think? I loved it. I yeah. mean... It felt like the guys were so engaged with your sermon. I mean, they had their Bibles. They obviously, many of them obviously have studied the Bible. They know the Bible. They were so engaged with you. Yeah. And you yeah. preached for quite It's the only place I go. <laughs> They're never happy with the length of the sermon. They always want more. They I preached more. for over 40 minutes. You did. And I'm not good enough to do that. Let me just tell you right no, now. You I'm were. a 25 you... minute guy. And I was tired when I was done. And mm-hmm. they, several of them, they want more. There's just a right. hunger. And I right. get prison's a different situation, but right. I love, we had 70. I mean, it was yeah. a standing yeah. room only crowd. It was great. My favorite part yeah. was we kind of got stuck in there at the yeah. end when they were changing like the guards, guards or yeah. whatever. And yeah. and some of the guys just did some spontaneous. They just kept singing and yep. worshiping. One guy, you know, kicked me off the piano because yeah. he can play by ear and I can't. And <laughs> they just kept going with it. And so it was awesome you, when you sing songs that you sing in church on a regular basis and then you sing them in prison. Yeah. Yeah. You think about the words yeah. in a little bit of a different way. So I'm not sure how much impact we had on them, but I felt like I was impacted when I considered 
wow, there are people yeah. that live in a totally different situation than me and are singing about the goodness of God. I'll never, you know, I'll never, um, see that song the same way again. I told you <laughs> yeah. before the day, I'm a, done with that song. Right. God bless Bethel. God yeah. bless Jen. Yeah. I've just heard it too many times. <laughs> right. But when I looked and saw prisoners mm-hmm. raising their hand mm-hmm. to the Lord saying all my life, mm-hmm. you've been faithful. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. I need to repent. And so I'm repent. <laughs> so that's kind of like you're saying, I'm sorry. About there you go. You that's right. Wrong I, I was wrong, Stephanie. There you go. So keep singing that song. Okay. All right. Let's go to break. <laughs> when we come back, Ryan Harris, my friend from Hope Unlimited Church is going to be with us. It's Thursday, May 11. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Here now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Greg and Steph, and we're joined in studio right now by my friend, Pastor Ryan Harris from Hope Unlimited Church. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. When we can't remember how many times you've been on, you're a regular, man. <laughs> well, hey, I wanted to get you on because I got to tell you something wild happened to me. I was hanging out with uh, some friends, and they said, I hear there's a new church in town called Hope Unlimited. And I said, well, I, I haven't heard that news. I, I don't know anything about that. And then the next thing I know, I saw on Facebook that your church, is it a rebranding? What would you say? A renaming? What would you say? You could you could call it either or. Okay. Um, yeah. Technically, the legal terminology is a DBA. We're doing business as. Oh. Okay. But it's just rebranding, kind of changing our face because we felt like um, that when we named ourselves years and years ago, almost a hundred years ago, 
it was important to include your denomination. Mm. Right. It was important to include what order you were in because established ministry was trusted more. Right. Mm. But culture is so shifted yeah. that people don't know what denominations mm. mean anymore. Right. And right. they don't really care about how long you've been here. <laughs> so when did your church begin? What year? 1907. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it okay. was called what? I do not know what it was called 1907. Yeah. Somewhere in the mid-20s. They affiliated with the Assemblies of God and became First Assembly. First of God. Assembly, okay. So, so it I'm not started. Sure what it, was at it started outside of the Assembly of God. Is yes. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Wow. In fact, our church predates the Assembly because huh. the Assembly started in 1914. I did not know that. So huh. I'm learning we're older stuff. Than yeah. them. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So talk about just the entire process. How long did it take? You talked about the legal ramifications of it, and and how do you get the word out? I know um, I didn't get to see it, but my mom called me and said you guys had a great great spot on WCIA where they really talked about everything that was happening. So just talk about the whole process. Well, it it really began in 2016. Um, We did rebrand at that point, and this is where my vision was. However, I was very acutely aware Mm. that the church family was not ready for Mm. that big of a change. Mm -hmm. So we went from referring to ourselves as First Assembly of God to just the assembly, okay. and I put a tagline where hope has no limits yeah. because I was starting the process because I saw this in 2016. Hmm. And so, and did you the, do that legally, or that was just something you did from a marketing standpoint? No, just a marketing. Okay. Just put it on so the you, sign. So you were First Assembly of God. Yes. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, and we just Sounds like changed another how church we I know. referred to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we <clears throat> we did that, and then I just waited, and at the beginning – of 22, I felt like it was time to start the process. Yeah. So I began by, I talked to my staff, tried to get them to convince me it was a really bad idea. They didn't. <laughs> so then I went to my board of directors, yeah. once again, trying to get them to tell me it was a bad idea and shut it down. They again did not. Hmm. Then I assembled a group of leaders from our church, about 10% of our congregation, influential people, brought them in for an evening shared with them the vision, wanted them to tell me it was a bad idea so we yeah. could shut it down, and it just kept working. Wow. It just kept working. So it took, uh, as I started in January 22, the process, and we officially made the transition in, uh, we voted on February 26th of 23, Okay, and we launched ourselves as at April 23rd. Okay. So it was about 15 months total gotcha. process. And so... Does it cost money to do that? I mean, is there a cost associated to it? Not really, other than changing our signage and things like that. But as far as the legal part of it, the fun part is you just have to fill out this paperwork, and then you have to run an ad in the paper for three straight weeks. Really? And the funny thing was the first time we did it, uh, the person told us the wrong way to do the paperwork. Oh, no. So we had to do it twice. So we've run six six weeks in the paper total. But we're now officially official. Doing business, and so as. is it Hope Unlimited Church? What's yes. the official name? Hope Unlimited. Hope Church? Unlimited Church. Yes. Why Hope Unlimited? Talk about that. Because I believe there are two things that are very important for our community to understand from the context of the gospel and what we're presenting, 
and that is that I know there's a lot of people need hope desperately, Mm -hmm. but I also recognize that when you say you're offering hope, a lot of people feel disqualified from the hope that you're saying, well, it wouldn't work for me because of my past, or it wouldn't work for me because of my situation. And we wanted people to know that the gospel we're preaching is not only hope, but it's hope that is not limited by your situation Mm -hmm. or by Mm -hmm. your background. It's a hope that literally is available for anybody that will receive it. That's great. That's good That's stuff. Great. Well, it sounds like you um, have learned over the years to be patient and maybe make <laughs> some change slowly. And uh, I've learned <laughs> that through bumps and bruises yeah. and, and not doing that very well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fun part is anytime you make a transition yeah. like that, no matter how careful you are, there are still people sure. who don't enjoy the job, Change. but yeah. that's part of the process. Right. And what I what I tried to tell our congregation, especially on our big day when we were relaunching, mm-hmm. is when you think about like in the Old Testament, when Joshua told the children of Israel, we're going to march around Jericho. I'm sure there were people who mm. were pumped, mm-hmm. right. but there were also people who thought this is the dumbest thing right. I've ever heard of. Right. Absolutely. But the cool thing is they all marched. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I said this, there's mm-hmm. some people in my church that are still very frustrated mm-hmm. with this move, mm-hmm. but they're still marching, marching with, with you. Us. They might be and the back of the line. we're all going to win together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're all going to win together as long as we stay together. Well, as we approach summertime here in Vermilion County, um, what are some of your uh, greatest burdens or concerns, both with just the community in general, um, but the work of Christian leaders specifically? What are our challenges well, I think one of the things that I got a baptism by fire in in the last few weeks mm. is just how anti-biblical value our culture has become even locally. Mm-hmm. Um, being You're not a, kidding. Being yeah. a part of the council meeting yeah. a week ago, um, there it was beyond disagreement. It, mm. There was real hatred and disdain for Mm -hmm. Christianity and and biblical values. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's how do we find a way to have conversations where Mm -hmm. we can share our faith and give hope to people who are so adamantly opposed to what Mm -hmm. we believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be a difficult season. And it's not in Danville specifically by any means. It's the American culture. But here in Danville, I was unaware of how strongly Mm. some people felt about us until Mm. we got in a room on a tense, in a tense situation, and they really shared their feelings about the church and Mm. Christianity. And we've got a lot of work to do. Mm. And, and, you know, you think about the separation of church and state. I I think it is a blessing that we have the separation of church and state. You know, uh, we now have King Charles over in England. You know, Mm. he was what, coronated, whatever Mm. it was. Mm. And, you know, there is an official state religion, the Church of England. I'm glad yeah. we don't have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people misunderstand what is the separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't live out your faith. That doesn't right. mean that right. aldermen shouldn't live out their faith. Right. I mean, we are called to be true to our mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this misnomer out there that if you're a secular progressive, that value absolutely can be alive and well as you lead mm-hmm. or as you, you know, run your business. Mm -hmm. But if you're a Christian, it's got to be private. You can't live that out. And that's, that's not what our founding fathers believed whatsoever. How do we change that? I, the sad thing is there is only one way for that to really be changed. And it's something I don't know 
we'll ever be able to do again. Mm. And that's by having rational conversations yeah. with opposing views. Mm. Yeah. And it seems like those days are over because yeah. people don't want to talk. They want to shout at one another. Right. And and to be fair, I, at the council meeting the other night, I thought it was so interesting because there was a bunch of right-to-life people there. There was a bunch of pro-abortion people there. And I, I leaned over to Pastor Doug Knapp, who was sitting there with me, and I said, it feels like those of us who actually care about Danville are sandwiched in between two opposing parties yeah. that don't even really care about what we're here tonight. They just care about their cause. Yeah. And and that's what the national conversation has become. And so I think it's going to have to go back to one-on-one building relationship that can lead to conversation because it's sure not going to happen in the public forums anymore, yeah. I don't believe. Wow. Yeah. Um, talk about the seven aldermen and Mayor Ricky Williams that voted for this ordinance with the amendment that was attached to it. Um, what are your thoughts about the courage and the boldness that they had? I mean, you had the governor, you had the attorney general, you had Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, you had the ACLU, all these forces basically saying, don't think about it. And if you do, we're going to ruin your life. And they went ahead and voted for it anyway. Well, there's no doubt it was an incredibly courageous thing to do. Um, I I understood some of the apprehension because I, you and I were in on meetings from the very beginning about this ordinance. And from the very beginning, I've not been a huge fan of the ordinance as a entity, been a huge fan of what it potentially can do. Right. And so I understood some apprehension because the ordinance is not – perfect. There there are issues with it that I can see why people frustrated with it. But I also realized that it was the only option we had at our disposal right now. Mm -hmm. And so for those aldermen, for our mayor to -hmm. take a stand, to say, I know this is difficult. Of course, the thing I say is the ACLU, all these different people were there threatening us, telling us how we couldn't win. And from, I'm just a logical thinker. I'm sitting there going, then why are you here? Right, right. Why are you fighting it? If Mm -hmm. it's just going to go to court and die, then what on earth do you care about us doing this tonight? I think it's because they know it can work, that we can win in court, and that it will be devastating not only to the abortion movement in our city, but potentially to to state and national realities. So, and 10 years from now or in the history books, who knows how amazing that courageous stand Hmm. those aldermen and our mayor made is going to make a major difference on the landscape, not only of our community, but possibly our country. Hmm. Well, I just say this, if you are someone and you're listening to this and you agree with Pastor Ryan I would strongly encourage you to make your way to the city of Danville website and mm-hmm. find the email addresses for the alderman and mm-hmm. for the mayor. And it doesn't have to be a 18 paragraph letter. Jot them, you know, a couple sentences mm-hmm. yeah. of how thankful you are for them. They're hearing for, from a lot of people. I've talked sure. to several aldermen. Mm-hmm. They're hearing from a lot of people. And a lot of it is affirming. Um, there is a lot of vitriol being oh, spewed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in one case there was actually a physical encounter that took place mm-hmm. with one of our yeah. aldermen. So mm-hmm. um, I just, I think that's something we can do. A lot mm-hmm. of times the silent majority is happy and they don't tell anybody. Yeah. They just keep it to themselves. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you are inspired by these leaders, let them know. Yeah. Steph, you look like you want to say something. Nope. No, okay. I'm, I'm just thinking about yeah. about yeah. how you think, oh, it's just a, it's just a vote. It's just yeah. a little city vote. Right. But you're right. It, the potential is there to really have a big effect. And I'm proud of them. 
So, Ryan, I've known you, I think, almost the whole time I've been here. We've been connected, mm-hmm. and but I've never really known Pastor Doug Knapp. You mentioned him mm-hmm. earlier. Um, I've really grown to appreciate mm-hmm. him. Talk a little bit about the blessing of having Pastor Doug Knapp with you. Oh, my goodness. Well, there are no words for what Pastor Doug has meant for me personally. Mm-hmm. He was the first pastor I met when I moved to town. And he was not on your staff, He right? was not yeah. on my staff yeah. at that time. Yeah. No, he was on staff at another church. Mm-hmm. He has been a senior pastor in the past, um, and so now he's working in an executive role, and it's such an interesting opportunity because he brings to me, he works for me and, and does so much of the administrative stuff mm-hmm. for me. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he brings a lot of wisdom because he's been in my chair as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing about that then is he's been able to have this unique opportunity to become a leader to pastors in mm-hmm. Danville because yeah. the funny thing about pastors is there's a lot of ego involved mm-hmm. and we don't really do well that's with sad. following one another because mm-hmm. right. we think we're equals. But he has this unique ability because he's been one of us, mm-hmm. but he no longer is that lead guy. Yeah. And so he has that unique opportunity to lead out of that, and he has embraced that. And uh, there's been a lot of neat things he's done through the years. But most recently, this ordinance probably wouldn't have got off the ground if it hadn't have been for his leadership kind of pushing that around. And so, yeah, I'm I'm very proud that he's a part of our church family, but I'm more proud that he's my personal friend because he's a great man. That's neat. That's awesome. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about churches and I want to talk about unity. Jesus had a heartbeat for unity. Some of the last things he taught his disciples mm-hmm. is be united. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the American church is always living that out, but I think we've got a great opportunity moving forward here mm-hmm. in Danville. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 11. Greg and Steph with Pastor Ryan Harris from Hope Unlimited Church. We'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, We carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at McHire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg and our friend, Pastor Harris. And I was just, we were talking off air. You guys are both on the board for the Women's Care Clinic. So um, we'll do full disclosure there. But the, the event a couple of weeks ago on Friday night for their, their fundraising, you did a really good job, Pastor, um, just interviewing the panel. And um, you, you just did a great job. Well, thank you very much. I thought the whole evening mm-hmm. went very well. Yeah. And of course, it's very easy when you're in the position I was in to try to spotlight the staff mm-hmm. when they're such fantastic people. It's Absolutely. Pretty easy. A lot Absolutely. of good material there. So it was very easy yeah. to guide that conversation because it's amazing what those ladies do every yeah. single day of the week. That's right. And so you were talking about unity. Yeah. I think that the, the whole abortion issue, it gives us as Christians an opportunity to be unified. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes even as Christians, there are those that take the opposite view. But for the most part, I think that that's a topic that no matter what church you are, we are unified in the fact that God loves life and we value life as well. So you wanted to talk about unity. Well, I just, I thought... Leading up to this city council mm-hmm. decision on mm-hmm. May 2nd, I was in I was in three meetings. There mm-hmm. were probably more than that, but um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know Pastor Randy Downing well before mm-hmm. this from the Rock Church. Mm-hmm. I hadn't spent a lot of time with some of the Catholic leaders mm-hmm. or some of the Lutheran mm-hmm. leaders. Um, I just I thought it was a great opportunity where people were, were probably not going to say we agree 100 percent on right. all theology, right. but we do agree. We yes. don't want abortion in our town. Right. And so right. let's come together yeah. in the name of Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. and let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a possibility that this could grow and develop mm-hmm. and flourish. And it's like you said, we really live out unity instead of, well, I don't want to talk to Ryan because someone might go to his church, or mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to Randy because someone might go to his church. What do you mm-hmm. say about that? Well, I definitely think it opens a door mm-hmm. because up until this issue, mm-hmm. it was always just more of a theoretical concept that if right. we would ever come together, mm-hmm. we could really make a difference. But we learned mm-hmm. that we were able to get something through that was very, very difficult to mm-hmm. get through. And a lot of it was based upon the fact that the church came together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. supported it and worked together. And so now I just hope that we can build on that momentum and start looking at other issues in our community yeah. and how we could come together to yeah. find solutions for mm-hmm. them as well. Because if we will keep that process, mm-hmm. the solution for what's wrong with Danville is mm-hmm. never going to be any one of our churches. Right. Right. It's going to be the church together. Right. That's why we're all here mm-hmm. is because together we have the answer, but apart, we only have a piece of the puzzle. And yeah. so it, it's been beautiful. And I just hope that mm-hmm. we can build on it yeah. because there's still a lot of work. To oh, be done. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now you hosted an event at your church back in February, mm-hmm. put on by the Serve Together people. Mm-hmm. It was called Replenish. And it was an evening where there was a nice meal, catered meal, and then a time of worship. Mm-hmm. And then Ben and Crystal Woods came in and shared their story. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, thank you mm-hmm. for hosting that. But I thought that was another example of where you had probably 60 people there. And again, I didn't have to do anything that night. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have, have needed to because it was your building. Not but really, no. just come out. 
eat some good chicken, mm -hmm. praise mm -hmm. the Lord, be encouraged, and head yeah. home. And uh, I think we need more of that, not less of that. Mm. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. It was, mm -hmm. a, it was an amazing night, and it once again was really cool to see the diversity mm -hmm. of churches that were represented. And, uh, it, yeah, there's just some good stuff yeah. on the horizon with that, and we just got to keep the ball rolling. Now, Serve Together is Saturday, June 10. They're just starting to put the teams mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. right now. This is for anybody that wants to serve. I think there's dozens of opportunities mm -hmm. that are out there. I'm leading the prayer team once again. Mm -hmm. And uh, come on out, contact Terry and Molly Goodwin, or reach out to me, Greg, at secondchurch.com if you want to get plugged in to Serve Together 2023. we got about five minutes left. I want to talk about something that really moved me. I woke up, and I can't remember if it was a Saturday or a, a Sunday, but I woke up to a post from you that your son had been a part of some sort of a gathering and had been hit by a car mm -hmm. and was rushed to the hospital. Was that like in October, November, yeah, something October like that? October 1st. And was... so praise the Lord. Um, it's, it's a happy ending. Yeah. But it didn't seem too happy probably mm. at the time. Talk about that, but even more importantly, what you learned through that. Mm. You're a pastor. You're usually pastoring people. Mm. What God teach you through that? Well, it was it was a very intense evening, that's mm. for sure. My wife had taken my kids, other than my youngest, to what's called a road rally we do at our church. It's basically a road scavenger hunt. Yeah. And they were at one of the stops, and when they got out, my older kids ran across the street to get the clue, and my son, my young, my youngest son, nine years old, went to run behind them. Mm. And there had been a teenage driver that had stopped for people crossing the road and was frustrated because it was out on a country road that he had to stop. And so he revved his engine and hit the gas, and that's when my son ran mm. behind them and then hit him. He ended up flying about 10 feet in the air, and when they got to him, he was unresponsive. So it's at that point that my wife is trying to handle the situation, tells my daughter to call me, which was a bad decision because yeah. my daughter was a wreck. Yeah. And so I'm sitting at home, don't know what to do, and I just got to wait until somebody comes to take my three-year-old. Then I was able to rush to the hospital and be there. But long story short, they did all the scans and came back and found out that he had no internal injuries, no broken bones. He was just pretty sore. Man, had a little bit God. of a concussion. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And I just learned um, a lot about how God is faithful to protect our family, mm -hmm. even when we don't even know that we're in danger, right. and that he was so present, his presence was so present mm -hmm. in the interim there where we were didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. There was still a peace, and, and it's just amazing to be. I've seen it happen for other people, but you're right. It's a whole different mm -hmm. ballgame. When you're, the, you're pastor, the one sitting there. You're used to being the agent of hope, mm -hmm. yeah. the agent of mm -hmm. peace, mm -hmm. the agent of comfort. And I think a lot of pastors have a hard time mm -hmm. when they're the one that needs the mm -hmm. hope. Yeah. They're the mm -hmm. one that needs the peace. They're the one that needs the comfort. So. I I definitely didn't like wearing that shoe. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's easier to be the yeah. comforter than the one needing comfort. But the beauty of it is the presence of God yeah. helps you on both sides of that. And yeah, it was beautiful. And he's he's doing very well. Um, finishing yeah. up school this year, yeah. running around being crazy like it never happened. So. You know, just wow. hearing you talk takes me to the words of the Apostle Paul. He had that time where he said, God, I want you to take away this thorn in my flesh. And God told him no. He said, my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient. Yeah. But Paul ends that teaching by saying, when I am weak, mm. then I am strong. Yeah. And I think we as Christian leaders sometimes, we want to be strong. We want to be in control. I got this. Yeah. And I think there's mm. a piece that 
you can't put into words when you finally realize I don't have this. I don't got this and I need Jesus. And when I am weak, then I am strong. So, Hey, we're about done. How can we pray for Ryan Harris? How can we pray for the Harris family? How can we pray for hope unlimited church? I just pray that we'll continue to do what God has called us to do in this community and um, Mm -hmm. that he will make the next steps as clear as the the last ones we've been mm-hmm. taking because yeah. now we're kind of at the end of this transitional moment so it's like what's next mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just clarity on that would be awesome. Yeah. Well Ryan Harris when are your service times at Hope Unlimited? Uh, we have Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and we have Wednesday evening something for the family at 6.30 p.m. Okay yes. and your address is? 428 North Walnut Street. Mm-hmm. Alright. Ryan Harris from Hope Unlimited mm-hmm. Church thank you so much for being with us today. Hey good news segment do you know the name Garrett Taylor? He is a high school athlete for Salt Fork High School, um, good basketball player, exceptional uh, thrower, discus and shot put. And I believe he was just named the News Gazette Male Athlete of the Year for wow. the entire area. It's wow. quite an honor. Hmm. And so uh, congrats to him. Hmm. Uh, he's throwing a discus 190 feet. That's pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. And I think he's going to continue his education next year hmm. at Illinois State University where his brother is. So on behalf of Stephanie and my friend, Pastor Ryan Harris and Tommy B spinning the (laughs) dials today. Thanks for listening to Direct Line, and we'll see you next week.